Welcome to HBRV Lifestyle. They call me the Honey Badger because I give it to you straight and transparent about the RV business and other things. Today is going to be an episode full of information about fifth wheels and frame flex. Now, if you are a grand design owner, you're really going to hate this episode because I am going to attack grand design a little bit. And I'm going to attack them because they deserve it. Mr. Clark, who's the president of Grand Design, has chosen to turn a blind eye to the biggest problems that their fifth wheels have. But they're not the only ones, folks. So if you don't listen to this whole episode, you might take things out of context. So make sure, if you're going to start this with me, continue the journey all the way through so that way you have an understanding of what I'm talking about. Because a lot of people go, well, just get to the point. Well, if I don't, if I don't give you the context then the point's not going to be made. Okay. Now where this came from is, uh, and, and you're going to have to, I'm going to have to apologize because you're going to hear the furnace go on and off here uh, in the travel trailer. But where this came from is I watched four videos of folks that are full-time RVers that own Grand Design Momentums that in the last four months have had big problems with frame flex. Okay. Now, frame flex is not the damage or breaking of the actual frame not the metal frame okay so what i'm going to do is i'm going to go back to uh, a friend that actually well he's not a friend but an old client of mine that i sold that lived uh in north carolina he had uh he's on the montana owners forum because that's all he's ever owned is montana and um he, he i'm gonna read it okay and it, it's it's from questions that came up about five years ago with keystone and what they're referring to just to give you a little idea is they're referring to stuff that's like a 2006 to 2010 montanas okay so before i get into this i want to make sure you understand something frame flex is something that has been a term or has been some form of a term over the last 35 years. This isn't something brand new because of COVID. So I want to make sure that is out there because what people are assuming is this all is because of COVID. This has been occurring for about 35 years and every fifth wheel brand goes through it. One step further, this is why you start to see some fifth wheel floor plans get discontinued really quick. Because if they start having this frame issue, then they just discontinue the floor plan and stop building it. That's why you see a lot of these front kitchens, some of the front living room fifth wheels are not built as much as rear lounge and front baths. So let me go into this real quick. Let me read this. It says, the term frame flex is actually regarding a poorly designed slash installed connection between the stud wall and the frame. The lippered frame is not actually the actual physical problem, but rather the mechanical connection of the sidewalls at the point of the frame drop near the front. Now, this is a guy that's an engineer, okay? And he, I sold him his Montana. And he's a very smart guy. Then somebody uh, who who is an engineer as well 
sits and says, Lippard makes the frames for Keystone, and I don't imagine them making bad frames, quotation mark, but would not be very good for business if they did. Frame flex is a general term used for a couple of different issues. There is frame flex caused by an actual breaking of the frame, usually in the overhang portion of the fifth wheel. Not referring to the metal frame of the fifth wheel. We're talking about the actual framing of the sidewalls and the floor. There is what we call frame flex that is caused by the separation of the gel coat wall from the aluminum framework it is attached to. The frame itself is not broken, but the visual symptoms look the same. We have had the problem in our 2006 Montana 3400. We have seen posts here, and they're talking about frame flex as evidenced in seeing a crack in the fiberglass below the front slide. I haven't seen anything to indicate a systematic issue with any one brand or model. It seems to be a one-off issue like many other manufacturing defects. Since it's all built and assembled by humans, it's possible for anyone to end up with a problem here and there. It is also difficult to determine how any particular rig was treated or it was exposed to in travel that may have encouraged the frame flex. My own layman observation is that it's typical the longer trailers that might be more susceptible to flex. We have no scientific data, but it's just personal um, observations. I would say my 2018 Montana 305, which is 37 feet in total length, uh, uses now a 10-inch I-beam chassis, and I have not seen a problem. When I have gone and seen other people at the rallies, nobody else is having this issue with the new 10-inch I-beam chassis that Keystone is using for both the Cougar and the Montana. Okay, so here's where the bash comes in. And the bash comes in because Grand Design should have learned from Keystone's mistakes. This is the bullshit that I get tired of. There, there's the fucking internet. It tells you everything you need to know if there's a problem. There's owner's forums everywhere. Montana, Pinnacle by Jayco. There's all kinds of stuff. This is the biggest issue. Grand Design got bought out by Winnebago. So you have four very popular full-time YouTubers. Okay. I mean, they're not like Mr. Beast or have millions of subscribers, but we're talking about four solid people that retired and decided to do a YouTube vlog about them full-timing. All four of them own a Grand Design Momentum, 2019 to 2021. And yet Mr. Clark... The president, El Presidente de Grand Design, didn't look this stuff up and go, you know what? Montana had problems. Cedar Creek had a problem similar to this. Maybe we should learn from everybody else's mistakes. But no, Mr. Clark only gives a shit about his own fucking pocketbook. 
Let's be real. He doesn't care. And now what's interesting, let me go one step further. If these people raised a stink, one of them did, and Grand Design fixed everything at their factory to make them look good. It was a publicity fucking stunt. If the guy wasn't a famous YouTuber, Don Clark would have told him, go pound sand. Lippard voided the warranty. Look, every single manufacturer has their problems. I've been selling them and fixing them for 15 years. In 15 years, nobody's perfect. Nobody's even close to perfect. I have worked on rigs that were built in the 90s. I've worked on rigs that were built in the early 2000s. They're just as bad and just as junk as stuff that's built today. Okay? They're equal because they're built by hand. But there are things to... Now, I'm going to... Before I continue to bash Grand Design fifth wheels, let me step back a moment. I watched a video of Amazing Liz's the other day. And the reason why I did it was because... The fifth wheel that these people bought, and I'm not going to name the brand. You can figure it out for yourself if you go watch her channel. The fifth wheel she they bought is not known for quality problems. High-end, very expensive, not a lot of them built. Okay? And it was the most negative shit I've ever heard. Now, what's interesting is I know the dealership that sold this couple, I know the owner, sold this couple the fifth wheel. So I called the owner of the dealership uh, Wednesday of last week, and pardon my sniffles today. And we had a conversation because I said, hey man, I know you're the one who sold it to him because they keep yelling your name. What happened? I want to hear from your perspective because he's a, he's a direct narcissist like I am. Very direct guy. And he says, brother, let me tell you a story about those people. First off, they had their trade-in. The frame was re-welded and snapped. He says, we picked it up with a forklift and it broke in half. It was a toy hauler that they continued to overload, even though they had a history in, with... That service department, don't overload it, don't overload it, don't overload it. And it wasn't like they were overloading by 500 pounds. These people were overloading it with stuff way beyond what the toy hauler was capable of. And then they told him, because this is a triple axle fifth wheel. This is a monster 24,000 plus GVWR fifth wheel. And the customer told the dealership that they wanted to buy a gooseneck adapter. They wanted a gooseneck, a triple axle, 24,000 pound GVWR fifth wheel. Fifth wheel toy hall. And they were told by the entire service department dealership, we would refuse to do it because it will void your warranty and is unsafe. They didn't listen. 
the entire frame, the wall, the frame flexed and the wall separated because there's not enough evened out pressure. And it was too much. By the way, the other interesting part is if you read, and I'm talking about you read most manuals on towing stuff like semis go, you're supposed to be going between 55 and 60 miles an hour on the freeway with a heavy load. If you watch most guys that have overload, you watch those semi-trucks, and semi-trucks have a lot of torque and a lot of power and a big braking system. If you see the ones that say overloaded, you know, I have the two trucks, right? The two vehicles that are chase and follow vehicle, right? What speed do they go? 50, 45. You know how many people I watch in a dually truck with these big triple axle fifth wheel toy haulers going 85 miles an hour down the freeway? You don't think that doesn't put even more stress on your truck and the fifth wheel? Do you guys know that the fifth wheel chucks? There's chucking involved. If you actually watch, when you hit the brakes and you slam on the brakes, the fifth wheel pushes, the pin pushes against the fifth wheel hitch. You don't think that doesn't put pressure on the actual pin and wooden frame and aluminum frame of the front cap of the fifth wheel? Think about that for a second, guys. I know that, look, I'm giving you the dark and the light side of this. The You, you can't put a gooseneck adapter on a fifth wheel that's that heavy, go 85, 90 miles on the road, brag to the service department that your truck could pull it at 90 miles an hour with no problem, and then you go bitch to amazing Liz that nobody will cover it. Help me out. Now, Amazing Liz, she's a capitalist. She's going to put that story on. If She's like a lot of media people. Only give partial of the truth. Because if you, give, if you give the full truth, you can't make any money. And I know that's not bashing her. In fact, let me tell you something about Amazing Liz. If I met Amazing Liz in person, I would shake her hand, give her a high five, and tell her, you go get that back. You go make that money. And you keep doing what you're doing. Because at the end of the day, if half of your stories are 100% the truth, they need to be exposed. If 10% of your stories are 100% accurate, it needs to be exposed. Because people do need to know the very dark side of this industry. I like to give you both. By the way, I gotta give a big shout out to Josh the RV nerd real quick. Motherfucker, I love you. You put you put the you put the man's email he sent out to his GMs on your video. I wasn't I didn't even have those kind of balls. I talked about it on December 1st. But I have the balls to post the damn fucking email on there. Dude, if when I see you next 
we're gonna go have a beer together, dude. I'm gonna treat you to a beer because I don't. I never thought bishes would let you do that. So high five to you, man. That was freaking cool. Now getting back to it. So we talked about how customers can be stupid. Now let's talk about manufacturers can be stupid. Grand Design, this is not the first time that Grand Design has had these problems. Grand Design has had problems with their fifth wheels since inception. Now, I give the guys big props for trying to change the industry because for so long it was really cookie cutter. They didn't change a lot. Very little. And give props to Grand Design for trying something new. New types of floor plans. New ways of designing things. New cabinetry. I will give Grand Design credit where credit's due. And the innovation of floor plans is amazing. But you fucked the industry up so bad. And I talked about that in another episode. And I'll give you a brief glimpse. Four people with grand design momentums having frame flex problems. I don't pick these four people to be idiots. I pick these four people to be highly intelligent mechanical people who are not going to do stupid shit to destroy their retirement. Grand design fifth wheels has ruined the industry because of their rushing to put out new floor plans all the time without thinking will that hold together you know there's a reason why mobile suites doesn't change a lot of stuff there's a reason why redwood very high-end fifth wheel very well to put together fifth wheel doesn't change much Because if it works, don't don't try to fix it. If you don't have the warranty problems, why change anything? You need to change your interior. You need to sometimes add some flair to stuff. You do need to come up with new floor plans. Don't get me wrong. You can't do everything cookie cutter all the time. But there has to the, the research phase of this industry no longer is let's take our time and figure out if that the engineering of that floor plan works. Now it's like, well, Grand Design released it, so let's fucking hurry up and copycat them. Really? That's their number one seller. Yeah, but is it gonna hold together? I have had so many grand design reflections, momentums, and solitudes in my service department over the last two years replacing black tanks. And we're not talking about new stuff. We're talking about stuff built in 2018 and 19. So this is not a COVID issue. This is an issue that grand design got a, got bought out by Winnebago. Mr. Clark, who's the president of grand design, only cares about his own fucking pocketbook. He don't care about the customer. He cares about making himself look good. All the sales reps that are the factory reps are the biggest pieces of shit on God's green earth. They are the worst type of people.
there are a bunch of thugs who walk around thinking they're gangster and pimp because they got cut they make three four hundred grand a year fuck you guys you guys are the problem and the reason why this industry has gotten worse every single year since Winnebago bought it. You're the reason why Heartland went from being one of the best built products in the industry to absolute garbage. You guys are the reason why, and I'm talking about Grand Design, why we have worse frame flex issues today than we did 10 years ago. Because you cut all kinds of corners so you can make your freaking furniture and cabinetry the best looking ever. So everybody walks in, oh my god, the quality of cabinets. Oh my god, it's got to be great quality. And you know what, this is great quality. We don't need to buy an extended warranty because nothing will ever break. Dude. I know I'm being sarcastic and kind of an ass. But this is what I deal with, guys. I deal with it in service all the time. I've got another solitude coming into my service department. It's a 2021. And it's got a four seasons... Pat, four. It's four seasons capable. And yet the pipes froze and bursted. It's a 2021. It's got electric heated blankets in the underbelly for the tanks. But the piping is exposed without any insulation in several places in that floor plan. But you can't see them as a customer because you don't know where to look. And I told the customers, you just, they go, I don't understand. They told us we could go in freezing cold temperatures, no problem. Even the Grand Design sales rep, who's a complete asshole. And the president of the company who was in Tampa Bay, Florida when we bought it before COVID or right at during COVID. He said, Willem, no problem in five or six degree weather. And their pipes burst. It's a common problem, guys. Because let me tell you what Heartland was. And I know I'm going into a little bit of nostalgia on this, but when I first started selling Bighorn and Landmark fifth wheels, you could not find an exposed pipe anywhere. Every pipe fitting, every electrical component was insulated or behind thick, huge insulation. If you go to a 2013 Bighorn, I was showing... Uh, so the finance manager at my RV, her name's Colette. Colette took a 2013 Bighorn in on trade. And I went through the entire unit and pitched it to her. And she goes, it's butt ugly inside, but holy crap. This thing's built better than anything we have on the lot. And I go, no shit. <laughs> There's, the, I, I undid the panel board. It's now this thin piece of layer for everybody. But prior, it was a thick panel board with insulated backing. So your pipes didn't freeze. And then what they did is they vented 
they put a, an exhaust vent for your furnace into that portion of the underbelly of the fifth wheel to give you another way of making sure your pipes don't freeze. They didn't just do it in the underbelly under. They did it in the cab too or the, or the basement storage area. The entire thing was laminated front, back, top, bottom, all the way around, including the slide outs. When you went into 20 degree weather, you didn't have any problems. When you went to 110 degree weather, you didn't have very many problems. Keystone, Montana. I never really liked them. But the way they ventilated their attic space was genius. Now, they cut a bunch of fucking corners when it came to the basement storage, okay? But the rest of the unit was pretty well put together. And Montana owners, if you're watching us on YouTube, put if you put in the comment section, let me know if I'm right. Am I right? Were the Montanas of yesteryear better than the Grand Designs today? And let me go one step further. Cedar Creek was Forest River's flagship high-end fifth wheel for a long time. Those things were built like fucking tanks, man. They were built like a ship brick house. There was just nothing going to go wrong with that coach. Now, were they all perfect? No. They all had... Everybody has problems. Because it's an earthquake on wheels. You're going to have issues. That's why we say you need a toolkit and a sense of humor. Same thing with a boat. Same thing with a car. Nothing's perfect. So frame flex is nothing new. But when you get into these big fifth wheel toy haulers. These gorgeous floor plans that are unreal. That why couldn't they do that years ago? These people are now having major fucking problems with them. So when you talk, when people talk crap about, well, it's not really that pretty and it's kind of cookie cutter. Cookie cutter stuff stays together. Keystone Fusion. Keystone Carbon. These are good fifth wheel toy haulers. Their cookie, cork, their cookie cutter floor plans hold together very well in the toy hauler industry. In the fifth wheel industry. Genesis Supreme doesn't have the frame problems that Momentum does. Why? Because it isn't Oh my god! It's so original! The more original a fifth wheel is, the more you should be scared about it. If you look at mobile suites, and you look at Redwood, you look at Riverstone, which is built by Forest River, the majority of them put the washer-dryer and all the plumbing for the washer-dryer in the half-bath anymore. In the middle of the coach. Why? Less weight. <clears throat> There's a reason why. Most. Not all. 
but the majority of fifth wheel toy hauler manufacturers put the washer dryer hookup in the garage. Wait. So here's the bottom line of all this. The bottom line is don't buy a grand design fifth wheel. If you do, you're going to have lots of problems. You have plenty of options out there. Keystone, Montana, uh, Forest River, Riverstone, Cedar Creek, Sabre. Yes, they're not purdy. Jaco Pinnacle. I mean, God, I can't name them all. But there's all kinds of them from Keystone to Jaco to Forest River to Coachman to Primetime. There are a bunch of them out there that are not Grand Design or Winnebago. Because in the end, it isn't about, is it pretty? Okay? It's not about that. This is your retirement. If you're doing this full time, this is you experiencing a lifestyle. And you can't experience a lifestyle if you are constantly burning money trying to fix a rig just because you thought it was pretty and high quality. Be careful. And lastly, if you're going to go to something really big and heavy, get the right truck, and then after you get the right truck, spend the money, spend the ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 making that truck ride like a dream with a heavy-ass payload in it. Don't sit there and go 90 miles an hour down the freeway just because you can. 55 miles an hour in the slow lane is plenty. Drive safe. Be careful. These are not indestructible units. No vehicle is. No vehicle is immune to elements. No vehicle is immune two problems boat power sport rv doesn't matter treat it like you would treat a baby protect your family protect yourself protect your investment and lastly on this if you are going to buy a grand design get a seven-year extended warranty Get one that covers the frame. Get one that covers the plumbing and the electrical. You are going to have problems with those. And you do not want to be spending thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars fixing it. Have the warranty company pay for it. Till next time, have a good one.